There's an infinite number of universes out there. In many of them, there is a podcast by us. In one of them, it's good. Please enjoy. So last week on Twitter, I asked everyone how long this particular section of the show should be because me and Zeb were arguing over it. Um, do you want to know the answer to that, Zeb? I already know what the answer is. It's that it's I'm right. Uh, so the options, the, the options were 30 seconds, 3 minutes, or 30 minutes. Um, 30 minutes. Like, I don't know, emojis. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So you got 20%, 30 minutes. You got 20%, 3 minutes. 60%, 30 seconds. Boo. So we're going to... Well... We should, probably should have... So what we do, what we do, what we have to do then, I guess, is what's the average of 3 minutes and 30 minutes? <laughs> Um, because that's the obvious winner. That would be both added together. Actually, half, no, that's still forty. So. That's still forty percent. All right, percentage wise. So, what's sixty percent of thirty seconds? Um, that is a minute and a half. And I'm realizing now that my whole goof this week was going to be that we timed this, but I didn't. So <laughs> it still doesn't matter. But yeah. But yeah. Hello and welcome to But Yeah with Eamon and Zeb. I'm Eamon. I am the other one. Zeb. That was that was still a significant delay there. Stop stop that. What what delay? That's just that's that. just how long it takes you to process how um, fast I am. <laughs> so it is one of two important days today, and I was having a lot of trouble deciding which day it is, which day of the year. Um, I, I'm I say pick. that I make the, I have that trouble every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I so um I put a Twitter poll out um a few days ago, just to try and make this decision easier just to see what day uh, it was. But it's a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know what day it would be today, right. and I asked y'all, and um, I got... How many votes did I get? I had a grand total of... Do, 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 this is your hold music. Um, um, a grand total of 10 votes, which is a lot of votes yeah, for this poll. Um, <laughs> it was a toss-up between International Mountain Day, pretty cool day, and equally cool day, noodle ring day. <laughs> um, which, if you know what a noodle ring is, you know it's an awesome day. I, I believe a noodle ring is like uh, when you get a heap of noodles um, and stand in a circle while eating them. It's like an activity. It's not like a physical object. Am I yeah, right? the ring is made of people. Yeah. People but not like cannibalism. Like people stand in a ring shape. And eat a lot yeah. of noodles. Like it, no, it's more, like a like, um, less like a, less like a ring made of noodles, more like a human trafficking ring. Yeah, yeah, more like that. People, people eat noodles though. It's just more benign. Yeah. Okay, but, but what it really is, I'll tell you in a minute. But let, for now, let's talk about mountains, um, because it is International Mountain Day. Because people voted sixty percent towards that, <laughs> which is pretty close. Actually, we almost <laughs> went with Noodle Ring Day and. Would have had to come up with a whole bunch of stuff about that. Um, But instead, towering, majestic and beautiful, full stop. Mountains are some of the most beautiful of nature's structures. Stolid and regal, they stand against the sky. 
of such a size that they cannot that they can catch entire countrysides in their shadow. Um, this is just a big page of poetry about mountains. And some history on... Aren't aren't mountains just poetry to look at, even without the words? Yeah. I sure do love those big, uh, jagged piles of rocks. I really love my big friend. My very big friend. (laughs) Um, so... The word for history. Yeah, big friend. That's what it means. No. Okay, what's the history? (laughs) Uh, So, the history of International Mountain Day goes all the way back to 2003 um, when the United Nations General Assembly created this day out of nothing to help bring awareness to all of the things we rely on mountains for. So we've been relying on mountains for like a couple thousand years at least. It sounds like a rigging in the UN though. Like, like, because there's some countries which are going to be more interested in mountains than others. Like in the sense that like... The people, like, whoever, whichever country has the Himalayas or whichever country has Mount Everest, I reckon they've paid some other people out because obviously they win this day, right? <laughs> like, like we have here in Australia, we do have the Blue Mountains, which is pretty, pretty, pretty beautiful and all that, but, like, people don't die when they climb that. So well, it's just not as good. That's subjective. Like, people... People like to sometimes. Have, have people like, died from climbing the Blue Mountains? That's probably happened. I don't know. It's still they definitely got people definitely got stuck out there, just like uh, holding onto the side like a goat. I'd die up just a slight incline. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so International Mountain Day. Um, so yeah, it, it celebrates them since like two thousand three. Um, and uh, it's sad that it took so long to sort of dedicate a day to these beautiful creatures that roam among us mm. but um it's good that we finally have one you reckon mountains cel- celebrate like small squishy insects day or something like that or just like <laughs> let's all celebrate those things that die on us heaps or something or <laughs> uh, so you do know do you know how to celebrate international mountain day oh with a healthy burger because fun fact um, I think it's I think it's in German or Dutch or something like the the word for mountain is literally like berg or burger or something like that or something to oh, that effect. Right. And that's kind of like that's why we have the word like burger because it literally means mountain of food. Ah, oh, right. That's where we got it from. Iceberg. It's an ice mountain. Right. Yeah, that all makes sense, kind of. Mm. But it also sounds like you could be lying to me. Oh, you. Uh, I'm definitely. Not telling it a hundred percent properly, <laughs> because I only uh, half so remember it. So you can celebrate International Mountain Day by just heading out to your local mountain and discovering all the things it has to offer. Heading out to your local mountain, eating a burger, and getting smashed with a giant block of ice. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good way to do it. Um, and uh, otherwise, if you prefer to just drive, just go drive on a twisting, winding road. Apparently. Um, like not on like, a mountain, just on a regular flat plane. Just yeah. any twisty road that you can find that emulates that mountainy feel. That's um, go hang out there in your car. Like, okay. okay. I'm kind of shocked the UN founded this. I don't know. It's probably one of those things where we need to stop um, using up all our mountains. <laughs> just like the rainforests, um, we are, uh, you know... Using up all these mountains. 
Yeah, you can't just plant more mountains. I mean, I guess we are literally probably, maybe we mine them. I don't know. It probably could be a real thing. But I mean, to some extent of all the like natural resources that the UN wants to protect, it seems like mountains are probably the least at threat when you compare them to like the I Great mean, Barrier Reef and like all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I guess there's yeah. the protected sites, but I haven't celebrated Great Barrier Reef Day yet or just in general uh, ocean life survival. The good thing day. we can always, good thing is we can always make more if we just discover how to um, alter the Earth's tectonic plates and crush them together. I mean, we could literally probably just, you know, just get a real big pile of dirt on a crane, just, go to, just keep piling that, that baby up. You yeah, know, just scoop it up, put it on a pile, and you've got yourself a mountain. That's how they created all the great mountains of the world. Maybe the UN was responding to, like, Mount Rushmore, which was like they got a mountain and, like, carved a ho- carved it into some people. Not, not carved oh, a mountain yeah. into people, carved a mountain into the shape of people. Apparently, that, <laughs> apparently the story of that is actually super bizarre. Like, the guy who was going to make it was, like, he wanted to make, like, they weren't just going to be heads, they were going to be full people and <laughs> all of this sort of like stuff. Like, real people. Well, no, well, like, statues, life-size, like... Well, I know. mean, originally, it was just the four guys stood in a room and people were like, this isn't big enough. Yeah, then they added, this, just put them through a mountain. Um, yeah, like they, they couldn't make the, the humans physically bigger, so they had to settle for a mountain. Yeah, but like inside one of the heads, I think there's like a library or something like that. There's actually like there's all these weird, crazy background stuff to Mount Rushmore. That's crazy. <laughs> Wish I had one of those. A Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Would you would you giant. really want would you want your head carved into a mountain? Would like if, no, if not- instead of if you're ever like a billionaire instead of living in a house would you live in a giant <laughs> aimen head? I might live in a giant zeb head. I think I would. Yeah. I just got to drive like gotta- a small aim. Like a small car with my head on it. No, no, no. The, the car would be your body. <laughs> it would park directly into the back <laughs> of the head and it would com- form a complete, like a Voltron-style aimen and you could fight evil with it and just rock it off. Um, to the moon! So now we've got mountains, I assume that's got what mountains out of the way. Um, we should probably talk about Noodle Ring Day just a little bit. Oh, yeah, I hate it. Uh, I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> like, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Did you see the pictures I put in there? It's a, a box that says ring and noodle. <laughs> and a half that, eaten That's what I thought ring. it was. A half eaten giant I thought cake. It, I, I thought it was um, ring of noodles by Lipton. But, Is it just um, like like, like fruit loops, but instead of fruit noodle loops? <laughs> Is that what these are? Um, no, it's a bunch of like thin noodles that you um, put in a mold, like, like a classic like round jelly mold. Um, but you put noodles in there uh, with a bunch of food and then you put them out and apparently you eat them. Yeah. Apparently you eat them. What Someone you, eats can them. Can you get them and like shave them into uh, a giant mound, almost like um, something that might be formed by tectonic plates over millions of years? <laughs> no, we're not making a mountain out of these noodle rings. Can you a tell terrible the, Can metaphor. you tell the age of... Um, a mountain when you cut it up by the, the by the density of its noodle rings. Yep. I hate this. I'm moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, you were saying that there's um, that mountains play like a part in the game that you were playing recently. Oh yeah, I was playing Magic. So okay, well, what I was really playing was uh, a drinking Magic. So. 
for any of our listeners who would play Magic, I guess you don't need the explanation. But for everyone else, Magic's actually a really weird to understand game. Essentially, everyone, no one else needs the explanation either, but we'll still take it. There's five colors, uh, like, and they have like different ways of playing the game. Each of them, just like five, five characters you can play, if you will, uh, being blue, red, uh, white, black, and green. And they all have like, they all have a land formation associated with them, and mountains is one of them. Are you sure you weren't playing Uno? I am sure I wasn't playing Uno. Because there are there are like four colors in Uno. I said five. Oh, you could, uh, there is wild cards. Yeah, you're right. There's also multicolor. Anyway, I was playing a, a card game called the, a, a variant of Magic called the Booze Cube, which is made by just some guy who made up a heap of cards that are fake. As homage is the real game, but they're all like inst- as as instead of costs that you might normally pay, which would be uh, tapping your lands and all of that sort of stuff, you pay with drinks. It's good. Oh, okay. It's a good game. Um, you get very trash very and quickly. And it's pronounced magic. Is it? No. Well, it's, it's the explanation exclamation point, isn't that? No. Yeah, there is. No, there ma- totally is. No, it says Magic the Gathering. There's no exclamation point. Why am I remembering an exclamation point after the magic? Cause, uh, I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of... <laughs> I think I must be thinking of something else where there's an exclamation point. I think Sorry. You're thinking, I think you're thinking of Uno. <laughs> if you anyway. know what game it is that has one word and then an exclamation point and then two more words, please tell me on Twitter at ButYearPod because I need to know. Is it Snap? No, it's not any of those. It's one of. I feel like I do big... have a. Re- I do, it does it. It is something that I feel like I've heard of. Like I do, it does ring a bell to me as well. But it's not magic. Hmm. It's something else. <laughs> it's like, duh, the thingy ding. I don't know. Blah. Two more words. Um. So what's something really interesting about Magic: The Gathering? Um. Uh. You know, in general, or the drinking version I played. Uh, I guess the one you played. Uh, you get really trash playing it. I don't know. Um, it's it's different from playing the normal one where in the normal one you win by reducing your opponent's life total to zero. But in this one, although that is one way to win, it is very viable to win by at like making the other person drink so much that they quit. Yeah, as and um, by extension, reducing their actual life force to zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's very fun. I don't know. There's also some weird overpowered stuff, which okay, this will only mean anything to the people who have played Magic, but you build up lands in the game, and there's one particular card in the Booze Cube which you can just you can bring it back to your hand by drinking and it destroys a land. So I targeted one of my friends and just went, I destroy all of your lands one by one. <laughs> so he couldn't do anything for the rest of the His game. His collection of mountains. So over like, if you get to play one land per turn. Actually, I did focus specifically on his mountains. Now, <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> and that is relevant to our, our situation, the UN probably wouldn't be happy with me. Um, but it was for a good cause, which was to lock my friend out of playing the game, so <laughs> I could make him drink more. Um, but yeah, each turn you only get to play one. And we're in ten, 10 turns in, and he had like 10, 10 lands at this point. But only certain lands provide certain colors of for certain cards. And he had a small amount of mountains. So I was like, I can destroy all of those. So I did. And it was really fun. 
Another good example of people destroying things just because they can. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. He had all these beautiful mountains. Yeah. That he would he would go and eat his noodle rings. It was okay though, because I had more mountains. Oh, okay. You could always breed them and bring his ones like yeah, fill yeah, that yeah. section back yeah. up. Like I from the <clears throat> from the rubble of his destruction, I will build a, a mountain in monument, yeah. in, in memory of myself <laughs> and my epic victory. Yeah. Overpowered um, card, though. It's called Oh Yeah. It's just a picture of that juice guy smashed from the wall from a family guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's literally how it was. It was just that guy going, Oh Yeah, about six times in one turn. Oh, my God. But I was the guy going, Oh Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of other mountains in popular culture and things like that. The only um, one I can think of is the obvious one. I don't want to think of that one. Ah, uh, Mount, Mount Never, Never, Never Long. What? Mount Doesn't Last. <laughs> what are you talking about? Mount Leastest. I'm trying to think of the like what what would be an op- a mountain that would be the opposite of Mount Everest. I guess it would be a giant ditch, but the deepest ditch ever that would kill people who tried to go down it. That's like the um, it's less a mountain. Um, more the of, Cola Super Deep. The Cola Super Deep. Yeah, yeah, it's like that giant <laughs> that super deep borehole. Um, that's like, um. Like the deepest um, drill hole. Um, you reckon that's how they made Mount Everest at the moment? What do you mean? Like that's they literally like if you look at the that that particular hole, you know, it's, it's the exact same shape of Mount Everest, almost as if someone went, whoop, <laughs> I just sort of moved it over. Like, well, maybe, but also, like if you like actually pay very... attention, if you actually get the Earth and like pull it up from the ice cap out into a flat thing and then fold it up, you'll notice that all the mountains perfectly lock into all the ditches and you go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, but, like, the, the cola super deep is just, like, a very small pipe that goes very deep. Wait, that's not a prank name. It's actually called the cola super deep. It's not like Coca-Cola. K-O-L-A. You understand, like, it's just, you know... It's actually, I'm looking at a graphic now, it's deeper than the marina's trench. Oh, wow. How deep's that? Uh... The Marina's Trench is 10.9 kilometers, and the Collar Superdeep goes 12.3. Man, I bet it'd have all these... Cr- is it in water? Uh, no, it's on land. Oh. But it starts at sea level and goes down. Like if there was um, water in search- that, I bet it would have crazy scary crap in it. <laughs> if you search Collar Superdeep, the first like three results are Collar Superdeep Borehole Screams, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mysteries Audio Sounds, um, Bottom... Man. I want yeah. to visit. You know but what, also, yeah. like, you could only fit your arm down there. So what I thought you were talking about does present an interesting and important thing. I feel we need to suggest to Coca-Cola that they release a new Coca-Cola brand. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Cola Super Deep. Yeah, they're, they're, like, really big cans or something. I don't know. <laughs> and if you listen closely, there's screaming. It's just like a... Like you take like those stupid large boys and you take them and you just double them up. So it's double as tall. Like most people um, wouldn't get the reference of super deep being the actual this trench. It'd be no. like, oh, it's because it's a deep can. <laughs> Give me one of those deep cans. 
I reckon the can would want to have like a blue tint to it, and it would be super deep, like it's a deeper flavor. Not just a yeah. big, not just a big can. Then yeah, eventually, they're, get... what they're... would be their um, tagline? Coca Cola, super deep. Cola, Coke, super deep. I don't know. Uh, like what? Yeah, let me let me give you their current tagline. Um, is it I think just it's the, like isn't it just taste the, rib- of the summer or something? Just the ribbon device, isn't that their tagline? <laughs> yeah, their tagline is "Please don't steal our ribbon device." It's ours. Don't touch it. Their current tagline is "Share a Coke," pretty much. Ew! They love share a Coke. Thought they did. Thought we finished with that. Thought we finished the sharing mm. Coke phase. No, their their official Twitter page is still. The description is literally just hashtag share a Coke. Um, Meanwhile, over at Pepsi, they're like, hashtag hoard the Pepsis. <laughs> hashtag please buy Pepsi. <laughs> buy our Pepsi. Keep the Pepsi. Um, hashtag um, we need to sell all these Pepsis. We made <laughs> them all and we don't know what to do with them now. They're taking over though. Like even Do- like Domino's is Pepsi now. Like everything's Pepsi. You reckon... Well, like Coca Cola and Hungry Jacks aren't really Pepsi. I mean, Coca Cola—they're the weird maple syrup Coke or whatever the hell that is. Okay, but if you think about like giant giant movies, um, mm. like Star Wars, what would you say would be the drink that sponsored them? Oh, well, I mean, you always see Han Solo with that that um, big old two liter bottle of Coke. Exactly. And he like re- reaches into his pocket, and then like I always talk about I feel thing, like- when they're like Han Solo. Oh, you'd think Han Solo would be sponsored by Solo, actually. But hang on, we need to assign Pepsi's or Cokes to all popular things. I think Star Trek is more of a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. I think Mar- Marvel's Coca-Cola. Mar- Marvel's is Coca-Cola, and DC is um Pepsi. Okay, that's because um, I like Coke and I don't like Pepsi. <laughs> Futurama vs. Rick and Morty. Which one's Pepsi? Oh, that's hard. That is rough. Can't they both be Coke? No, they can't both be Coke. Uh, what's it? What's it? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh. Okay, Futurama is the original. Futurama's Coke. Rick and Morty's like kind of disgusting. You, just, you, you can't say it, can you? Rick and Morty's kind of disgusting <laughs> in its own way. Like. It is a deplorable sense of humor in a show I hate. Say it. Say no. Rick and Morty is Pepsi. Do it. No. No, you I like Rick it, and Morty. I can't do You're it. You're weak. You're weak. <laughs> I'm not insulting something I love with that. <laughs> All right, one more. Um, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is Coke. Is it? Yep. Damn. I don't care if Lord of the Rings came first. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is super like sweet and um, yeah, soft. Yeah, it's... Game of Thrones is super edgy and like we're gonna bite the back of your throat. Yeah, like which 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 brands the more I don't know Christian values out of Coca Cola and Pepsi? Which one's the the? Oh, definitely Pepsi. Yeah, Coca Cola is more like <laughs> the edgy youth. <laughs> Pepsi so, is like. In which case, nice I'd say Rick and Morty is Coke then. Not that Christian, not that Super Futurama is particularly conservative, but comparatively speaking, um, Rick and Morty isn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
So we've just we've decided Coca Cola is edgy. All we've done is ranked our sh- these shows from which one we like more to which one we like less. <laughs> uh, what's what's two shows you've never seen? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen them. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen Westworld. Give me another science fiction thing to compare that to. Alright. Um, uh, so, uh, um, Mr. Robot. Is Westworld Kirk? I don't know. Have, have you seen have you seen Mr. the shows? No, I haven't seen I've seen some of Westworld. Um I think Westworld might be Coke. Ah. Yeah, I agree. Based on nothing. Let us know what you think. Um we would like to know what you think about what is Coke and what is Pepsi. And out of all of these, um, if you have the, what do you think the LA Ice equivalent of any of these is? Like, oh god, LA Ice, or just um, generic, generic cola flavored beverage. That's what it says on the front label. Like, what's the LA Ice of Rick and Morty and Futurama? What's the third one? That's oh. the, the bad off-brand version. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't There's know. There's got to be something though. Um, I know there's something like because there's so much random stuff in the world. Some it's probably like some a- anime. No, no, no. It's still gonna be something like within that sort of you know Futurama, Rick and Morty looking show. Like it's similar, but it just doesn't quite capture the capture that cigar. You know, it's just it's hmm. still the same genre. It's just not quite. The only that. thing I could think of would be like kids shows, but that's not what we're after. Nah, I'm sure there's something. Someone will tell us. All right, oh, someone, what's, tell us what the in-between between Rick and Morty and Futurama is. We need to know. Not, not, anyway. Not necessarily the in-between, the, 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 the worst of both of them that would be in the same genre. <laughs> yeah, like how there was that... Um, like a not funny some, sci-fi comedy. I think someone made a bad um, version Cartoon. of Archer for Australia or something. Ew. Which is sickening. Anyway. Australian TV um, is terrible. I quickly want to talk about this um, this puppy from the interactive game that I'm making. Like a grandfather uh, or a flower? Huh? Like a grandfather or a flower? No, puppy. Puppy? Neither of those. Not pappy or poppy. What are you, you saying? The, you puppy. picked two wrong options. Puppy. No, say it how you were saying before. Puppy. Doggo, okay. Papa. We've got this um, recorded. Papa, we'll we will know for sure who's who's saying the poppy. And who's anyway, saying this is meant to be. This is just really quick. Um, I was uh, telling this interactive story, and I had my um, two we, friends. We, we mentioned it previously it. on the podcast. I played it as well. Yeah, I've I mentioned it before. Um, it's like shitty homebrew. Um, Black and gold, like D and D. Black and gold D and D. You wouldn't. Yeah. Most, most of you aren't American. Probably don't know what black and gold is. What's yeah. the, what's the um, American? So black basically, and gold? we we Shitty essentially off, just roll it's the Pepsi of D and D. Shut up! <laughs> I roll one. We roll one dice to decide how things turn out. Um, and they found a puppy, and um, a few of them. No, they found three puppies, and a few of them got their puppies, and then the last, um, the NPC that was playing with them got his puppy, and he rolled a natural twenty. Um, and just got like the cutest puppy in existence. A natural 20 is when you roll on a 20 sided dice, you roll a 20, which is the best possible score you can possibly get. Yeah. Like it's not if, um, if any, if 18 any, any and then you have a plus two puppy potion or anything like that. Yeah. This is the cutest thing in existence. And there's going to be consequences because um, 
if you like consider the idea of something that's the cutest thing in the world, um, people will kill for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and just like the two the two friends who are playing it, just like immediately like, well, we've got to kill this NPC, right? We've got to get the puppy. Like, and that's just them. That's not even their characters being influenced by it. They want it, and um, it's kind of like it's kind of like, like Daisy. Like the most dangerous thing isn't the zombies. Yeah, it's the humans. It's the humans who have the cute puppies. So yeah, I just want—I just wanted to mention the idea of the cutest thing in existence and um, the horrible consequences it's going to have for my campaign. Much like our mountains. Yeah, much like our mountains. Also, slightly <laughs> adjacent because the game is about a mountain. Ooh. Um, How? Anyway, let's move on from that <laughs> um, to a mountain of a topic. Segway, legend, hashtag smooth. Um, gay marriage in Australia. Yeah, it's um, happening. From the, 9th, from the 9th of December, sex or gender no longer affects the right to marry under Australian law and same-sex marriage will become legal in Australia. How which is fantastic. I- yeah, yeah. I was, I'm actually shocked by this. Like, I genuinely thought... Like, because there was a landslide, because we had a plebiscite and all that to do our vote, and it was like... The obvious thing won, but won by a pretty good amount. It was like, what, 60 to 40% or something. Yeah. Which is amazing when you control for, like, the population and all that. Um, and the government did something about it. Like, they actually went and went, okay, yeah, fair call. Because with the plebiscite, they don't have to do shit. They're I like, thought, I th- you, you caught us. I thought, like, because we have a fairly conservative government at the moment, they were just going to go, oh, okay. Let's just file that away and yeah. pretend that never happened. Here's this gif of Tony Abbott nodding for twenty three thousand. Yeah, years. it seems like since that plebiscite happened, even like all the liberals, like only like three didn't vote in favour of it. It was really liberal in Australia being the Conservative Party, not liberal as in oh liberalism yeah, know, it's so in America. Um, it's it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're also yeah. they're also the they're also the color is blue even though it's not yeah doesn't matter um, point yeah, is so, so that that was great news to hear yeah and, um, that's going to be awesome for a whole bunch of people um, a whole bunch of people I'm sure are still like well that doesn't really solve everything I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other problems with that yeah well, like Bob Catter's obviously still like yeah I mean we still need to still have still have, Catter, crocod- but- still have crocodile problems according to Bob like have you heard that whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we talked. We about talked it last I think time. we talked about it last yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's still, he's still like crocodiles. He's what? still out on a rampage. He's still doing his thing, but um, with his crocodiles. Um, one, thing, one thing at a time, Bob. One yeah, thing one thing at a time. time, Bob. Get back in your box. Um. So, so the definition of um marriage has been redefined to be. The union of two people to the exclusion of all others voluntarily entered into for life. Which is obviously a bit more inclusive than mm. the previous one, which I think was like the union of, of a man and a woman. Um, so that makes yeah. all marriage legal now. Um, mm. So do you know like what that um, sort of makes actually happen for the actual system now? Um, not particularly like... I don't know because I had a, I had a quick look at the information. I don't know the details um, of the the nitty gritty. So now of the what happens? Now what happens is um, there can be celebrants who um, can perform um, marriages to all gender like genders and sexualities, and um, now uh, religious organizations register 
or automatically put into this category of people who are allowed to discriminate um, based on their own beliefs. Okay. So they register as a religious marriage celebrant and they define um, who they're happy to serve, essentially. Okay. Um, and yeah, which is still kind of weird, but people yeah. are going like, to have their businesses and yeah, their beliefs. They're going to have to keep that bone, I guess, on, on some level. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's still- it's, uh, I guess it's sort of a balance, but um, definitely excellent that now it's actually like an option at all yeah, yeah, yeah. to have people marry. Well, finally, um, I, I wonder how long before that actually becomes active. Because we're still, we're one of the last, I think New Zealand did it first ages ago. Good work, New Zealand. America did it a couple of years ago. And there was a lot of controversy about that, but it's all sort of died down now, I guess. Wow. Mm. Wow, there's, there's this whole cake business that I want to talk about in a second. Is that new? I, I feel that that was happening. Oh, no, that was different. <laughs> What's the cake business one? It's new to me. I want to talk about it because it's awesome. <laughs> well, not awesome, but surreal. Terrible. Well, stupid. Terrible. It's awesome. just stupid. Like awesome in the um, sense that it's hilariously weird that it's a thing that exists. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that soon. Um, do you have anything else on um, Australian marriage equality? No. It's just good. Good stuff. It's good. It's good. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about this amazing cake. You want to own your own personal little mountain? Not anymore, I don't. Because good. I got one. Ah, uh, good. You. Good. Much like the people who brought you those miniature trees with miniature fruit, get a miniature mountain. Keep it in a keep it in a pot, in a plot of plate in the middle of your room. Climb whenever you want. Feel like an athlete. I lost my son on the mountain. Thanks, miniature mountains. No worries. Back to you. What did you do on your break, Zeb? I went outside and took a big, deep breath of air. I, um, I donated to an orphanage or something. I don't know. Something I donated a child to an orphanage. <laughs> you know, that's not called <laughs> donating. Uh, I mean, why not? It's... But I mean, what do you call it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> I gave my boy to charity. Um... So in America, um, I don't know when this was from. I don't know whereabouts it's from. It just popped up on my Twitter. Someone was talking about it. Um, so there was this court case about a cake maker and a gay couple. And the gay couple went to this cake maker and um, asked him to make them just a generic wedding cake, probably saying like um, "Good to wedding. celebrate the love of James and Craig or something. Mm. I don't know if they even use names, but... They didn't, like, ask it to be rainbow or anything like that. Just a regular wedding cake, you know. Just a regular wedding cake with a knife concealed inside of it for the surprise murder mystery party later, but that's besides the point. Just just like all weddings. Um, Just like all weddings. That would be pretty dope, though. Yeah, murder mystery wedding would be... Would it be good? Probably not. I don't know. Probably (laughs) not. Three, not three, not the day for it. Depends how many people you can get committed to it. 
Like, yeah. I guess yeah. it'd have to be only one person isn't in on it. Although it'd be pretty... What, what it would be really cool is you go over to cut the cake, but then it cuts itself from the inside. <laughs> Like it, it cuts out with, like there's really there's someone hidden under the table and they cut the cake out from in there and go. Foop. <laughs> Ice to see you. Um, yeah. Okay, so they went to get just a, a a normal cake, and um this this cake maker refused. Um, sort of. I don't know if he did it on religious grounds at the time, but now that's what's being defended. And mm. so there's like this 180 page court minutes on them talking about um, the possibilities around how um, a cake, a case like this should be treated. And they do mess up case and cake all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a ridiculous document. Give me, give me some red, some red highlights. What's the highlight? So this is, this is um, one of the justice people saying, I'm not going to provide you with a rainbow cake. Or I don't create rainbow cakes for weddings because I don't believe in same-sex marriage. This is a hy- like a hypothetical. I'm not mm. going to sell it to you. I'm not going to sell it to uh, a same heterosexual couple. I don't want to be affiliated with that concept of rainbowness at a wedding or any kind of wedding. <laughs> so, like, they're hy- hypotheticalizing... Um, Say, I just don't like, like rainbows. What? A justification for not to make a rainbow cake. Yeah, I, just- I don't support rainbows at all. <laughs> they're right there. I just don't think... I just don't believe him. Um, which in that case, um, he wouldn't sell it to any other customer um, and would not have to sell it to that, so he would, the he gay just, customer. He just never wants to sell any rainbows. Wait, Yeah, so, I, hate, I hate rainbows. But they didn't my, even want my, a rainbow cake. He was just sort of like, I wouldn't give you a rainbow <laughs> cake even if you wanted one. Just <laughs> we just want a regular cake, sir. Please. So, um, <laughs> so I think near the end... Uh, I had them, it was saying, someone was saying, I think that the gravest offense to the First Amendment would be to compel a person who believes that marriage is sacred to give voice to a different view of marriage and require them to celebrate that wedding. The First Amendment, and then the justice cuts them off and says, then don't participate in weddings or create a cake that is neutral. You don't have to take and offer goods to the public and then choose not to sell them to someone because of a protected characteristic. Um, That's what public anti-discrimination laws require. So the TLDR of it is essentially um, a business needs to treat its customers as if they're like just a gray mannequin in T-pose. Just like floating around like Gary's mod characters at the start of a (laughs) prop hunt where they're just floating around. Um, (laughs) That's how you've got to see your customers. They come in, they're all that same scientist guy. Like you don't get to treat them uh, any certain way based on what like hat they're wearing or their sexual characteristics or anything like that. What if they come in wearing a hat that just says, like, your name and, like, just, like, I hate you. I don't know. Maybe a hat isn't a protective characteristic. (laughs) I'm not sure. But definitely, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Someone's gender or or sexuality is definitely a protected characteristic. Yeah, yeah. And... um, Was there a conclusion to it? Like, is that, like, were they, like... Well, that that was near the the end. I didn't really see a conclusion. The court rules make the cake... (laughs) Get out of my bloody... Get out of my law building. (laughs) Go just make the... It seemed pretty clear that the, the, the person in charge of dealing with the people who were defending themselves was in support of, um... Uh, the people who weren't able to get the cake. 
Yeah. Because because the reason they couldn't get the cake, um, like it's just a regular cake. They didn't mm. ask for anything special, and the only thing the guy knew was that they were gay. Mm. Yeah, and that's the it's only reason he. It's such a ridiculous him. scenario as well. Like I, I get why it would go to court because like the principle of the matter is like he shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, as the couple who want the nice cake. Just go to a different cake guy would be part of it, but not yeah. really. Like that, that's not really true. Like it is the principle. Like yeah, but then like consider like a heavy like tight knit religious community where like yeah. you if, might have to if, drive like an hour to get a cake if you exactly. don't go here. And if one person gets away with like doing it, then it can kind of like it'll become like a big precedent and all that. So like yeah. I guess it's the same thing. If there's inju- if you see injustice, you should challenge it. Yeah, or like. If you think about, like, where we grew up, where there's, like, one takeaway. You yeah, go in exactly. And you're like, I want some chips. And they're like, no, nah, you're too tall for chips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, just sort of, like, factors that don't really mean anything. But then also, like, a cake is... The argument was whether a cake is an expression of the person making it or not. And like whether, whether a person can be made to express celebration of gay marriage if they don't believe in it. Hmm. But in this case, the per- the business was not meant to know the person was gay. How'd they even know? Like, they just wouldn't- like even if even if they came up and said, "Yo, I'm gay," um, the business should act as if they don't know that mm. because it's a protected characteristic. Mm. Um, it's not yeah, relevant that- to what they're doing. No, no, not yeah. in especially not in the case where it's a generic cake. Um, so I don't know how all this is going to play into like the future of Australia, but that's just America with their laws. Yeah, and then yeah. like split I mean, up into like ten thousand different states. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Drama, man. So Why is there drama? Like, real, like all of this is just like this guy was like, "I'm not making the cake," and like, "I'm not, I'm not doing it." I know. I'm it not feels making the like cake. <laughs> just, just make the cake. Whatever. It felt <laughs> a lot like um. Just, I couldn't help but read it in like Rick. Versus Morty in that court like that case court thing case they thing, did. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to provide you with a rainbow cake. I don't create rainbow cakes for weddings. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah. a lot of, like, the judge cutting him off to, like, make a point. It's been like, that, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, I guess we'll see. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of drama in Australia eventually about this sort of stuff. And we'll just see how it plays out. Um, so I don't have a good segue into anything else. What have you been up to this week? Uh, well, I had that drinking game. Uh, you know, did some other stuff. Did some was it work. a multi-day? No, nah, it was just, just the one. That's yeah, um, just constant. Just the one time. Did it the one time. It's just it's a okay. pr- thing we made ages ago. Like it's something that exists off the net. You can just. You just go to look up the booze. If you do it for some reason like magic and want to use it to drink, um, look up the booze cube and it comes up. Oh, you, yeah. can, you can just print all of the cards off. We did it through a, a card printing service. So we actually have them as they feel like actual magic cards. It's really cool. Um, oh, so you, you sent them to Officeworks and mm-hmm. like said, hey, um, these are my notes that I need for study. Can you just print yeah. them off, please? Yeah, but but on Officeworks, like we had to use another like a off overseas site. Like it's perfectly legal because it's not owned, as long as like you don't put actual magic card backs on them and don't print actual magic cards. Yeah, because they're not because they're not real cards. They're they're a card that 
some guy they all something that some guy made up that look a lot like magic cards and they work with magic cards. But they're not magic <laughs> cards themselves. Uh, okay. Right. That makes they're sense. Just, they're just they're kind of like that crabs are just humidity variation of cards against humanity. Oh, uh, okay. It's like that. Yeah. But you print them yourself. Alright, I got I got one more like spanner to throw into this burning machine that we've built. Mm. Um and and this way we can avoid recording a second episode uh-huh. because this one will just be so long that no one will need to listen to it. Okay. Um, so was, another thing where I was on Twitter just talking to people, um, there's uh, this one um, that talks about urban legends and someone was talking to him about why does everyone use the word urban in front of legends? Why can't it just be legends? So I'm wondering what you think about that. I guess urban just means town. So it's a town legend. So it's a legend that's localized to your area rather than a legend that's localized to like your culture. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of makes sense. Like um the definition that I ended up finding was that um <clears throat> urban sort of implies modern society. Mm. So like um things that are relevant to um our culture at the moment. Mm. I reckon versus- it's a- to me, in my head, it's a size thing. Like, you have, like, the three tiers of legends, um, which doesn't apply so much in the modern sense because we're now globalized, we use books and we have TVs. But if you go yeah. back before we had all that, you had urban legends, which is the, the legend about town, which is just like, you know, oh, the ghost of Barry Sigmund and he floats around and they say that even now he screams out of giant holes of named Coke the Deep or whatever. Why are there giant holes in the ground? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I think like that's an, the problem. That's like an urban legend. But then there's a legend, which is like a legend more of like more. You go to a different town, one town, one to two towns over, and like they'll know that as well. So it's like you know a legend. You know the legend of Billy the Conqueror James, who, who James Craigall. Who yeah. rises out of holes in the ground. And also, why do all our towns suck? That's There's the, so many holes in the ground. That's still urban. I feel legend is more like something that like establishes a culture or something like that. Kind of like it gets closer to religion, but then the next level is mythology, which is religion. Yeah. Like it is religion based in the sense that it's like this is how the sky works or something like that, and they all agree on that. But then that's not true either because like each town would have a different mythology as well. Like a mythology is just just a folklore that spread out further, I guess. Yeah. So when I was, I when I was folk, talking folk, to them, urban, urban. Okay, so urban legends are kind of like indie indie music. They're indie legends. <laughs> um, and then like then legends are like you know they're like they're a band that's band that's somewhat established they've got a bit of a following and then mythology you know they're the rock they're the, the, the rocking ones that everyone knows they're the rolling stones of urban legends okay back in the day they were just an urban legend urban legend okay but what about really popular urban legends like legends no 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 they don't they're still, yeah. I guess they lose their indie cred. Yeah, like a, just like with, with punk. As soon as you go mainstream, you're not punk anymore. Get the hell out of this punk studio. You don't belong, man. You you sold out. <laughs> you sold out. Okay. All right. That that goes against the point I was trying to. I was gonna make like <laughs> what I sort of thought about it based on yeah. the one clipping from Wikipedia that I got. 
um, because I was on my phone and I couldn't research anything. Um, so the use of the word, like term urban legend, I was trying to get a really older one, but um, mm. on Wikipedia it says it was Folklore. 1968. Um, Folklorists. Like mm. that sounds... <laughs> That sounds like something out of Pokemon, <laughs> like what, an occupation that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, they started using urban legend in around 1968, um, and then a popular series of books came out in 81 um, by some guy who wrote The Vanishing Hitchhiker, American Urban Legends and Their Meanings. Mm. And um, there's two points that it made which I'm just, I'm literally reading straight from Wikipedia now. <laughs> First, that legends and folklore do not occur exclusively in so-called primitive or traditional societies. And second, that one could learn much about urban and modern culture by studying such tales. Mm. So I think what it kind of turns out to me is that urban kind of implies like the modern age and, well, not even the modern age, but the age that you are in the lifespans of the people you're around and like the collective yeah, okay. history. That's not different so, from what I was saying necessarily though. Urban just means more localized, which localized to so your life. In 200 years, um, our legends will be legends. Our urban legends and, will be legends. And the urban legends will be like, there is a robot. They'll, they'll progress on the mythology. Yeah. But, but like, we get we create less mythology now because we have like there's the internet that's the exact thing. Well, mythology is more like the thing sort of drifted away from reality into until like oh yeah that time Barry went down to the pub and stole that beer yeah but then like one generation later it's like and he stole a whole whole pub of beer and then like <laughs> three generations four generations later and then it's like and he created beer from the cosmic ether <laughs> like. <laughs> I think I think the point the just, guy who was and just because people like to tell good stories, <laughs> so they exaggerate. Don't they tell it? Yeah, the point this guy was trying to make to the urban legends guy was, um, I think, nineteen um, thirties urban legends, um, I guess, have slipped so far into the past now that they should just be called legends. Yeah, or that um, the urban isn't even necessary and mm. they should just be called legends. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's sort of hard because it's one of those foggy things that as a definition shift, they were urban legends and why do we get to say they're not urban legends? I don't know. It's all just yeah. all just all just tales. Yeah, it's tough. But um mm. urban legend definitely means something different to me than legend. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But to me it's a, it's sort of a thing of scale. But not even really yeah. that. It's how, far, scale. how far it is away from the original telling of the story. Oh yeah, like an urban an urban story is closer to the uh, to the origin. A legend is further from the origin. Mythology is the furthest from the origin. And somewhere at the end, um, you'll be eating noodle rings on a mountain. Mm. Um, probably hiding from like the Mothman mm. in your 1930s car. Yeah. And then you'll make your way down the winding road and there'll be like a, a dead hitchhiker there, like shrieking in the backseat of your car and you'll spill your noodle rings and it'll Actually, be really Actually, I've, I've, I've got a good way to describe sort of the difference between urban legend and sort of the ultimate version of it. So if, right. you, watch, if you watch the series Supernatural, the start of that show is urban legends. The end of that show is mythology and it <laughs> progresses from one end to the other as you watch it. Yeah. 
That's exactly what it does. Like at the that start, makes sense. at the start, it's Wendigos and stuff like that, which I guess are actually more legendy. But like they have the, the the ladies in white and all of that sort of stuff, and ghost stories and all that, which are more urban. It's more like something your grandfather told you about this place. But then as they go on, they start to get genies and stuff like that. Uh, they get they get the Wendigos. They get like more demons, which are more sort of long term legend sort of thing. Then they go like that that town that. Croatia, not Croatia, but Krotatoa, that town that vanished. And then eventually, of course, they progress on the angels and dragons. And and then they go even further into, like, gods and, like, smoke deities and, like, death itself. The the man, he's like, I'm death. I'm older than time and space. And some lady was like, I'm I'm God's older sister or something. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I think we can all agree that... The best source for urban legends is the Freaky Stories cartoon. Yep. From the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Hey, this is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend <laughs> of mine. It's funny how, like, we don't really do... Like, back in the day, urban legends were what we did for stories, but now we don't do that anymore. Our urban legends are just straight up. Everyone knows that they're not real stories. They're just fiction. It's complete yeah. fabrications, and, like books and all this sort of media that exists. Except- Except when it's late at night and you're reading a creepypasta. Yeah, then it might be real. Maybe. It might be real. Maybe. No, but like, I think that's kind of crazy, right? That like we have books and TV shows that are complete lies as far as like if a different outsider to our culture looked in on it, they'd like experience these stories and go, wait, you all know this didn't happen? Why do you find that interesting then? Why is that interesting to you? It's all bullshit. You all know. Um, Harry Potter didn't make out with Draco. So why is this, uh, why is this printed in your computers? There's, there's whole books with that. Did you read the thing about that? Where there, there was like a whole book of that, that someone accidentally read thinking they were reading Harry Potter, but they accidentally got like yeah. a Chinese copy. <laughs> See, that's a, even, even that's the same thing again. So the whole arguments about what's canon and what isn't canon in a story, like with Star Wars and all that, right? You have the trilogy, the first trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Then you have this expanded universe of books. Then Disney bought Star Wars and they decanonized de- all of that. And then, and then of but, course, but, Jesus looks kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So is that, yeah. is that canon? Yeah. But like, I bet the- there's, there's definitely a fanfic of that. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me let me finish my point. What, like, how come do they get to say what's canon just because they own it, though? Yeah, are the stories owned by the company or are they the communities? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, do we, urban legends, do we own them? Do you get to decide what the details are when you tell them? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess what really happens with urban legends is the people who tell them in the most interesting way, their version of it survives. So like yeah. the guy with the hook hand um, yeah. instead and versus the guy with, I don't know, the ice hands. pick hand <laughs> or regular hands or the guy with <laughs> Regu- regular hand murderer is always beaten by like cre- creepy hands. It becomes kind of like a natural selection of what's the best urban legend story. Well, just um, the most extreme. So over time, it just gets more and more extreme. Yeah. And but then, then like, what happens is everyone forgets what it was and then create like a really boring version of it. 
Yeah. I was about to say that you didn't have people back in the day arguing about what stories were canon, but you would have totally had that. One guy would have yeah, come along sure. and said, yeah, he had a hill can. They go, what? No, he had an ice pick hand and they would have killed each other. Um, <laughs> and I mean, religion is factionalized so many times. Every religion has yeah. a million versions of that religion because like they argue over like who wore what shirt on what yeah. part of the story or something like how that. How long whoever was in a cave for how... How many years? But it's funny how we went from that, where people did genuinely believe it, that these were real things, to now, where we have that exact same behavior. We have that exact same behavior and stuff that we know and fully acknowledge is all of it's fiction. But we're like, which of it's less fiction, though? This is the part of the, this is the version of the fiction, which is the real fiction. But that fiction's fictional fiction. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's pretty tough, especially like, there's just so much subjectivity in what's fact and what's just hashtag just, fake news. This is funny. This is yeah. funny. No, no, it's just funny that like we argue. It's just about. funny. Okay, good. I thought I didn't think this was funny. It's more of like a serious, um, serious chat into what what urban legends are. It's not funny. It's funny. It's not funny. It's funny. But you just made it funny by calling it not funny. And it's time to wrap up. Um, and if you want to come talk to us about what shows should be um, classified as Coke or Pepsi um, or how you define an urban legend, come chat to us at But Yeah Pod on Twitter. Or if you like, if you happen to live when some of the urban legends came out, like the 1930s, you can send us an email at ButYearPod at gmail.com. And um, I'll read those and I'll respond to those. And it'll be super cool. Uh, any closing thoughts, Seb? Um, nothing canonical. Nothing <laughs> canonical. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>